Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We are getting to the end of the Advent season. Shortly it will be Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. I'm sure you have a whole host of activities that are planned and traditions that you uphold. Um, And we hope that in all of this, that the Christ of Christmas has not been lost, that in your fun and your your traditions that intermixed with all of that is a remembrance of Jesus Christ coming into the world and the reason why he came into the world. And we have been trying in the this Gospel for Life radio program to help with that, to draw your attention back to the Christ of the Christmas by utilizing some writings of J.C. Ryle from an Advent devotional called The Coming of the King. And with me in this journey has been um, Ryan Hempel of Treasure Valley RPCNA. Hello. Ryan, any big traditions of tr- Christmas Eve, Christmas Day that you well, guys today, celebrate? Since Christmas is on Sunday, we are moving things back a day so today is our christmas eve so we'll have we're hosting christmas eve we usually had to have some you know appetizers hors d'oeuvres and come over we open up a couple of gifts usually from out of town family and and then just play some games watch some movies and also with me is Vinny Hinky from Valley Life Community Church. Vinny, any hey, big yeah, family we, traditions that we, you uphold? Yeah, we've got two. One is comes my, from my wife's family, so Christmas morning is always chocolate pudding, warm chocolate pudding over butter biscuits mm. for breakfast. Okay. So where do you guys live? Uh, you're more than welcome to come. We're right here in Meridian. <laughs> and then my father-in-law uh, would do biscuits and gravy for everybody else. But one year we bought, by accident, Fireman Hot sausage for the gravy mm. uh, by mistake and just burned everybody's mouth but then we we enjoyed it so we do that every year now too so that is christmas breakfast at the hanky house but warm chocolate pudding over butter biscuits and hot sausage gravy over mm. biscuits okay all right and what, we'll see what time was that uh sunday well it'll be sunday late morning so brunch after church if you uh, know okay okay sure. very good send you very my good. address yes 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 this how about you good. russ what's what's the big <laughs> we we do not have any a lot of times we would on a year when christmas eve service we would always come back from the Christmas Eve service, and then we would do a treasure hunt for mm. for the gifts. So my very limited artistic ability, I would draw pictures of different locations in the house, and they would have to try to figure out what I was drawing. And then they would go to that location, find another clue, and then eventually nice. it leads them to the pile of presents someplace hidden in the house. Oh, brilliant. Um, and they would, we would do that on Christmas Eve traditionally after our christmas eve service and then we would have just like a sausages and cheese and crackers and mm. you know those type of little snacky foods at the same time but this year because my family's not around we're traveling to salt lake city we are not going to do really anything traditional we're just okay. that's fun too we're just doing something yeah. as a family together so 
all yeah. of the traditions get thrown out on years like this. Yep. So, but you guys don't care about any of that. <laughs> what you care about? That's why you tune you in? You yes. underestimate the uh, care of our listeners. Oh, I that's bet, right. I bet that's they right. love it. They do. They do. They're, they're getting notes. some new traditions of their yeah, own. Chocolate you know? pudding over warm biscuits. <clears throat> that's right. I might have to head, look up those biscuit recipes. I mean, yeah, yeah, firehouse sausage out. recipe, whatever. Yeah. We are going to do one last Advent devotional from J.C. Ryle, and he is basing this on some truths from Luke 2 and Matthew 2, and I think Vinny and Ryan are going to read those passages for us. Yeah, so uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through 20 from the Christian Standard Bible. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. And then we read in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler, who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly, and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. J.C. Ryle writes, Let us mark the prompt obedience to the heavenly vision displayed by the shepherds. We see in them no doubts, questionings, or hesitation. Strange and improbable as the tidings might seem, they at once act upon them. They went to Bethlehem in haste and found everything exactly as they had been told. Their simple faith received a rich reward. They had the mighty privilege of being the very first people after Mary and Joseph who saw with believing eyes the newborn Messiah. They soon returned glorifying and praising God for what they had seen. May our spirit be like theirs. May we ever believe implicitly, act promptly, and wait for nothing when the path of duty is clear. In so doing, we will have a reward like that of the shepherds. The journey that is begun in faith will generally end in praise. Wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him, Matthew 2. Last but not least, the behavior of the wise men is a striking example of faith. 
They believed in Christ when they had never seen him. But that was not all. They believed in him when the scribes and Pharisees were unbelieving. But again, that was not all. They believed in him when they saw him, a little infant, on Mary's knee and worshipped him as a king. This was the crowning point of their faith. They saw no miracles to convince them. They heard no teaching to persuade them. They saw no signs of divinity and greatness to overawe them. They saw nothing but a newborn infant, helpless and weak and needing a mother's care like any of one of us. And yet when they saw that infant, they believed that they saw the divine Savior of the world. They fell down and worshipped him. This is the kind of faith, let us remember, that God delights to honor. We see the proof of that in our own day. Wherever the Bible is read, the actions of these wise men is known and told as a memorial of them. Let us walk in the steps of their faith. Let us not be ashamed to believe in Jesus and confess him, though all around us remain careless and unbelieving. Have we not a thousandfold more evidence than the wise men had to make us believe that Jesus is the Christ? Beyond doubt, we have. What I've been, I found fascinating throughout not only this devotional book, but in the messages that I've been working through with regard to the messages of the angels to people is the response of people. Mm. And through the gospel narratives, you see all of these responses to either messages of angels or the reality of Jesus being born the Christ. Sometimes people will say, well, of course people respond in faith. Wouldn't you if you saw an angel? But that's not true for everybody in, in the in the gospel accounts, right? Because we already know of Zechariah. Yeah. yeah, and it's not typically the first response. The first response is terror or fear. Right. Then comes fear not or reassurance, and then obedience. Yeah. And here you have in two kind of unlikely groups, the shepherds and the wise men. And, and just for the record, I believe all of us in the room don't believe that the shepherds were there on the night that Jesus was born bringing him gifts. Right. The wise men. The wise men. The wise, what did I say? You said shepherds. Shepherds. I mean the but wise men. They weren't men. there together. They right. weren't there together. So it's kind of fun to put them all together in a nativity set. However, more than likely, the, the wise men came probably a year if not even close to two years later. So you can yeah. fix that by just putting them on the far end of the coffee table. That's right. That's okay. what we do at my That's house. Right. That's They're right. still on their way. They're, They're on, their way. on their way. Just on the far end of the coffee table. That's right. There you go. That's right. Sorry. But the shepherds and the wise men do have similar responses, and maybe mm-hmm. it would be helpful to talk through those responses because I think they're, they're representative yeah. um, responses that we should also embrace. Yeah, I mean, I think the key one is, is worship. They offer uh, worship and praise, and it's... It's a reminder that even as an infant, you know, Jesus is worthy of worship mm. and he's because he is God. He even even at that that stage, he is the God man. Just uh, an infant man. <laughs> so the 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 praise and the honor and the glory that is due to him as the Christ was due to him from the very beginning. And we even see that going back to the first person to really give praise to the coming Christ. And that it was John the Baptist when he was still in the womb of his mother mm-hmm. responding and by the Holy spirit to the Christ in the womb of Mary in that presence offered him worship and rejoiced. Yeah. I think for, for me, the, the shepherds, it's, it's, a, it's, it's awe, it's worship, it's obedience, and then it's evangelism. 
as a response, right? Mm-hmm. The first evangelists are the shepherds. They they go, they meet Jesus, and then they go tell other people, hey, we just met the Savior, and you should go see him and, and hear about it. And everyone who hears the tale were amazed. For the Magi, for me, the attribute is is the diligent pursuit of the Messiah. I, I would want that characteristic of, of a disciple is just their diligent pursuit over distance and over time. They, they sought the one who was announced as king. And I like here, too, when both... <laughs> when both accounts are considered, we have, you know, as we talked about the last episode, the shepherds, you know, these lowly shepherds, Israelites who come and they pay homage. But then we have these three wise men who are of the nations who are Gentiles who had to travel a great distance and are unfamiliar with the prophecies or unfamiliar where he's supposed to be born. And they have to inquire about that. And so you have, even at the very beginning, uh, a pointing towards the fact that this is the Christ, not only of Israel, of the nation, but of the world. And I think um, along with what Vinny was saying just a minute ago about obedience, along with that is always faith and trust. Mm-hmm. They believe the message of God. Right. Whether it was in a, in a star, but also then later in a dream for the wise men, or whether it was the angelic, the angel, and then eventually the angelic host that come to the shepherds. They hear the word and they believe it and act upon it. Yep. And. Yep. I think so often we put them in different categories, but really the same choices that were to these first century people that were receiving all these messages is the same choices that lie before us. What are we going to do with the message? Yeah, Rao does, we, go ahead. I was going to say, well, Rao doesn't touch on it, but there's one. There's a there's a response in Matthew two that's not touched on. That's Herod's response. Yeah, he rejects the message of the coming king and, and actually turns into a terrible murder conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, but he rejects the call to believe. And I like the way Rao puts it here, and I I hope that as we consider Christ's birth <coughs> this weekend, that we all consider this call as well. That. May we ever be implicit. May we ever believe implicitly, act promptly, and wait for nothing when the path of duty is clear. You know, when when Christ calls us to Himself in the gospel, may we run and not put it off. And you've been listening to the Gospel for Life, and we'll see you next time. 